Fandom, on the whole, is a very inviting place. It's welcoming and accepts people of all stripes. But when there's a history of anti-LGBT bias at a convention, when things get weird, everyone gets a little paranoid. Let's talk about being LGBTQ in fandom. Hello everybody, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, or my sorta new book, The Chain. So yeah, as you know, we are recently back from Shore Leave 41. It was a great experience on the whole, but there was some weird stuff, and... Today we're going to be talking about how to navigate the weirdness on today's episode. Oh man. So before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community gets. And the bigger the community gets, the better chance we have of actually connecting with each other. And after all, that's why I do this. So thank you to everybody who's rated and let's get into it. Um, I, I hate to do this when talking about a topic on the podcast, but there are some things that I just don't want to rehash. So for those of you who are unaware of some of the backstory, you'll have to scroll way on back in the um, history for the podcast, but It's there, um, because I will not be talking about he who shall not be named or the events that shall not be named, but I have talked about them on the podcast before. Know that I will only refer to them as he who shall not be named and that which shall not be named. Anywho, let's get on with our story. The brief bit of recap that I will do is to say that I did not start the LGBT panels at these conventions. Um, especially at shore leave that goes to he who shall not be named and how much of the following story is hearsay legend rumor and how much of it is true really seems to depend on who you talk to. I myself am not entirely sure about the state of events, but Let's just say when my first book came out, I went to all of the writer events at the convention. When my next book came out, I was not welcome at any of the writer events at the convention. There are two big reasons for this. One, I got into a fight with A.C. Crispin at a writer's breakfast over what a real writer is, which is actually a topic that I've discussed on this podcast a lot. And the other, it wasn't really a fight. We, we kind of bantered back and forth vigorously. Um, and the other weird wild card in this is when my 
I guess third, second and third books came out, they included LGBT characters. The third book, actually, the two, two of the main characters were gay. And what I encountered was suddenly I was not involved in any of the writing events, but magically I was on the LGBT panels. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm not upset. I'm not bitter. I, I would like to be able to go down to where all the authors are allowed to congregate and sell their books. But that's neither here nor there. So many years ago, I started co-chairing these panels with he who shall not be named. And after that which shall be not <laughs> that which shall not be named happened, um, took over in that in the convention immediately following that which shall not be named, a bunch of people came to me because I was one of the, you know, people that set up on the dais. And we had an impromptu Sunday thing where we decided that we really wanted to continue what we'd been doing. And so after much work with the committee, we were able to get the LGBT content back there. And it's not like we have a lot. We have two days. We have two panels. We have a meet and greet on Friday. So everybody can see who's there. We can meet each other. You get to see who the other members of the family are. So that if you have a problem, and problems are rare at this convention, but they're not unknown. But this way you know who you can safely go to if you have a problem. And who you might want to hang out with, because there's nothing more fun than hanging out with other geeky queer people at a convention. I know, it's like what I do. And then on Saturday, we would have an actual panel where we would discuss some hot topic going on in fandom. For example, last year, I believe it was last year, we did a panel on queer baiting because of you know, all the storm pilot stuff that was going on in the lead up to the last Jedi. I believe that was last year. Time flies. But <laughs> for example, that's the kinds of panels that we do. And when I say that we have a history with this convention, when we started holding these panels, we actually were instructed to card people that came in. The panels were listed as adults only. We had to card people as they came in to make sure that they were 18, which you know made people really want to come in when you have to station somebody at the door and ask for their ID before they can enter. And it was frustrating. It was extremely frustrating. We were always the last panel of the day. Not the most welcoming and conducive atmosphere. But like I said, I've been doing this for a very long time, and we worked with them, and we helped them understand that we're not there to convert the children we're just there to talk amongst ourselves and to, you know, as Morgan often says, we have the airing of the grievances because often when dealing with being LGBT in sci-fi fantasy fandom, oh, there are usually grievances. So this is basically our tradition. We do this every year. We've done this every year for over a decade. This is what we do. Considering I started doing these, I believe, in 2007. It's 2019. That's like 12 years we've been doing this. So this year, we get to the convention, and the first thing I notice is we did not get our Saturday panel. Now, 
I still have yet to hear back from them as to why we didn't get our Saturday panel. And it's not like Saturday was completely booked up. There were rooms that went empty for some time. But I wasn't wanting to push it. You know, I've had, like I said, we have a history of problems with this convention. I don't want to exacerbate any of that. Especially since just a couple years before, you know, the actual person who's in charge of the fan panels came in and in front of everybody thanked me on behalf of the group that puts on the convention for doing this and dot dot dot. So, you know, it really felt like we'd finally made it somewhere. And they let a particular group of people kind of dominate the schedule this year. And I figured that that's what happened, that a friend of theirs basically helped make the schedule. They didn't know about the history. They didn't know about any of this. And that that's what happened. And I'm fairly sure that's what happened, but I'm still trying to find out. And this is where the paranoia comes in. So we're doing our tea party on Friday. So we get to the room and there's no hot water. And this is odd, but, you know, maybe the hotel didn't have the schedule right. And one of our group went out to get somebody because normally in the past we would, the hotel has always provided us with hot water. We in the past have provided the cups, the sugar, and the tea. So last year we get to the room and the hot water is there as our cups and um, sweeteners. And we were not told that this year would be any different. So we get to the room, there's no hot water. There's no cups, there's no sweeteners. Okay, well, that's a problem. So one of our members goes out to find out what's going on. And the hotel ends up providing us with hot water and cups. And we, you know, we begin doing everything as normal. They explain that, you know, they are not going to provide sugar. And that's kind of a bummer for those who wanted a sweetener. The teas were provided by a wonderful, um, I'm going to say company called Nerd Cafe that make really good teas. I had the, uh, Troy's hot, um, Troy's hot chocolate. And, oh, it was so good. I liked it a lot, even without sweetener in it. But, you know, we had tea, we had hot water, we had the normal, you know, cookies and cakes and whatnot that are normally provided for such an event. But things seemed off, and we were kind of talking about this. And then, I'm not going to name names, because I don't want to start a thing, especially until I find out what's going on. But a member of the committee, I believe the co-chair of the committee, comes in to the room and explains to us that the convention is not responsible for providing us with hot water or cups or anything that we have to pay for it, that we need to basically pony up right then and there and pay for the privilege of having the tea party in the room. And, you know, I calmed down the uproar that followed this in the room and explained that, you know, if we had to pay for anything, they should have informed us when we put in our normal you know, submission to have the tea party. We do it every year. We've never had to pay for anything in the past. Generally, we provided our own cups and sweeteners and stuff, but the hotels always provided the hot water. And me and this person from committee go back and forth. And then 
she goes, oh yeah, okay, you can have the hot water. We'll see you about next year. And she leaves. So the big question now is, what in the world just happened? When you have a history with any organization that has over the years treated you well and treated you badly, and all of a sudden you feel like you are being treated badly again, the first instinct is to assume that the dark times have returned. I don't have proof or evidence of that yet, but I am looking into it. But this is something that all LGBT groups have to be hyper-vigilant about. And it's something that we as fans and fandom have to be hyper-vigilant about. It would be wonderful if we, like our cisgendered straight friends, could just go to the convention and things could go relatively smoothly. And while, yes, I know that's not always what happens, it would be nice not to be concerned that the powers that be at such events would see us as part of the problem. And I don't know, and I'm not going to be speculating for the rest of this, about what actually happened. Now, I do know that many of the younger people used to question why we did specialized LGBT events at these conventions. Because after all, we're like everyone else, and we want to be involved in all the other stuff. And that's true. But this events like this are why we have to come together in a group. We have to come together in solidarity with one another because who knows what is going on. We have the tacit agreement with the hotel that people who are attending may use the bathrooms of their gender. So MTF can use the ladies room FTM can use the men's room. None of us feel comfortable doing that because we have been confronted and not always in a polite way. So just because we are who we are, we tend to develop kind of a over-the-shoulder paranoia in social circumstances when it comes to going to conventions when we are around other people that should care more about what's going on at the event than who and what we are. And, of course, this year we were the hot-button issue at the convention. Everywhere I went, people were talking about trans issues. Everywhere I went. And it's not just because I'm out and people know me. I would go out to the porch and they would be discussing to, you know, several cisgendered males would be sitting around discussing trans issues. Luckily, some of them were friends and had listened over the years when I've talked about these things and were able to do a really good job and be the ally that you really want to have in that situation. But we were the topic Everyone was talking about us and whether or not we're real or 
have a mental deficiency or whether or not we're crazy. And I was suddenly transported 15, 20 years back to the conventions when the conversation was about gay people. They're just crazy. They're just wanting special rights. They're just making stuff up. And as the story goes, history doesn't often repeat, but it often rhymes. And I'm watching that rhyming happen right now with our trans brothers and sisters and siblings. Because here we are, and many of us had decided to come out over the intervening year, and it was such a joyous tea party because I was able to do my gender reveal, and so were a couple others there, and it was wonderful. And it was so great to be at a place where people actually tried to use our preferred pronouns and tried to have the relationship with us that we want to have. It was just, oh, okay, I know that now. That is another fact I know about you. Did you see that latest episode of? And that's wonderful. That's what we want. But at the same time, there's this kind of seething broth of discussion about what are the what is the place of transgender people and whether you consider yourself trans anywhere on the spectrum from the binary all the way out this is starting to happen again in a way that i haven't seen for years i don't like it because i've i've lived in this before i've lived through this before but it is happening again And so hopefully our treatment at this convention was an oversight. Hopefully it was a whole collection of misunderstandings that caused for the weird scheduling, which is why I never tweeted out our events, because we didn't have any other than the tea party, which I had already said was going to be happening on Friday afternoon. Other than the tea party, we didn't have any events because they didn't let us. But yet, everyone was talking about us. And I'm wondering if that's why we didn't have the panel, because what I wanted to talk about was trans characters in sci-fi fantasy shows, especially with the dominance of Dreamer last year on Supergirl. We saw quite a few trans characters be introduced onto series last year. And I wanted to talk about it, because I think it was done well with a question mark. And since I didn't get to have that panel, that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. I'm going to have the panel here on the podcast. But be vigilant, my siblings, sisters, and brothers. They're talking about us again and questioning whether or not we have a place. And to all of those allies out there, to all of my cisgendered straight allies who are listening, thank you so much for being there and supporting us because that was the thing that gave me hope every time i saw one of these discussions going on every time i walked past one of these discussions i saw a straight cisgendered ally fighting the good fight on our behalf and often i would take a seat nearby where i knew they could see me so if they needed to tag me in They could tag me in. 
But thank you to everyone who stands up for the equality of your fellow citizens, for your fellow fans, for your fellow humans. Thank you so much. And that's the beautiful thing that happened amidst all the craziness and paranoia as to why everything else happened. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please take a moment, and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast wherever you listen. It does help out a lot. If you've got a buck you can throw my way, in the show notes you'll see a link to both my Patreon and the Community Support tab. Just as joining the project for as little as a dollar a month really does help out a lot. Helps me to get to conventions, helps me to do everything that I do, because honestly, y'all pay my rent. Well, y'all in the restaurant. <laughs> so thank you very, very much to everybody who gives. If you don't have any money or you don't feel like giving, don't worry about it right now. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot, too. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you can either use the voice message link in the show notes or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C.E. Dorset on both. Work continues on the Project Shadow site, getting everything set up and the way that I want it to. I want that to go a bit quicker than it is, but I am at least enjoying the work. Hopefully you like the stuff that I'm doing over there, and there's going to be a lot of stuff to come. Alrighty, I think that's it. Don't forget to check out my other podcasts, um, Banned from Argo if you're into Star Trek, or Crucify My Love if you want to, I'm sorry, Mask of the Gods if you want to get the audiobook of my novel. Alrighty, my lovelies, thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world to me, and I will talk to you later. Remember, we are going to be doing a special schedule this week only. I'm going to be doing a Saturday and Sunday episode of the podcast. So until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.